Today, I'm going to explain how Matt Stafford quietly, purposely lost the Detroit Lions playoff game. What's happening, Panda Nation? Peter Von Panda here, going live. If you are with me, uh, feel free to hit me up in the chat. If you saw the wildcard game against the Detroit Lions and the LA Rams, or we might just call them the Detroit Rams here, that it was pretty amazing. I'm not going to get into the stats. Everyone who repeats the same stats about the Lions have been perpetually bad. That's what it comes down to. Perpetually bad. My whole life, they have been bad. The only reason I'm a Lions fan is one, I grew up in Detroit, and because probably in those formative years, Barry Sanders just wowed me. You get the greatest running back of all time, and how can you not be sucked in by it and the potential? And that was the last time, and maybe the only time, maybe there was a right around the Indomitian Sioux, Calvin Johnson, Matt Stafford years, I thought we had a chance at a run. It didn't really, but Sanders was amazing. He still is. He still keeps me entertained with his highlights. But I want to talk to you today. I'm a little bit of a zigzag thinker and uh, maybe a conspiracy theorist. And I've been thinking about it. And I was thinking about it before the game. I was thinking about it during the game. And I've been thinking about it after the game and everything that's happened after the game. And basically, I want to make the case to you that Matt Stafford lost that game on purpose. And here's the evidence in some ways is that there's no evidence of it. Because if you are going to lose a game, right? Let's say you're a Pete Rose kind of guy and you're betting on games and you're trying to sandbag and lose games or throw games intentionally, right? You can't have any evidence of it. You can't be at the press conference and be like, yeah, that was a hard game. <laughs> anyway, so let me talk to you. There are really three phases to setting up a thrown game. And I'm saying this as entertainment. I'm not really saying that he threw the game, although you be the judge. There's really three phases to the game that you have to master. It's the before the game, the during the game, and then after the game phases. You've got to commit to all three of those to keep the appearance of losing on purpose up. So let's talk about before the game. So let's say I'm Matt Stafford. I'm going to talk in the first person here like I'm Matt Stafford. I am no longer Peter Von Panda. I am Jonathan Matthew Stafford, former quarterback, star quarterback, first round draft pick of the Detroit Lions. After 12 years, go to the LA Rams, get my Super Bowl. Now I'm coming back. And I'm Matt Stafford, and I'm like, dude, they did everything for me. I tried to do everything for them. I love the city of Detroit, not for the food and the culture and all that stuff, but just because that I made a ton of money there and took over the city, adopted the city. In terms of cities, all that fits me a little better, high-end food and all the uh, nightlife and entertainment and ocean and beautiful weather. But I totally believe that he loves the city of Detroit as like an adopted project when he feels some ownership of that, and he should. He's done a lot for the city, right? And so what he doesn't want to do and what we don't want him to do as fans, he doesn't want to come back and take away everything that he wanted for the city when he was there. And now he's gone. He can't do it. But what he can do is he can not win the games. He decides, I don't want to be the guy that knocks the Lions out of the playoffs. The team that I love, the team that I wanted to bring a championship home for to take to the playoffs, right? He says, I've got to become the villain here, right? You might have seen some of the things where Eminem was talking about, hey, Matt, just let us have this. Just let us have it. I think he sees that stuff. I think he sees a lot of the commentary from the talking heads and the sports commentators about, man, this is going to stink. Detroit has been, you know, so desperate. And here comes their old uh, knight in shining armor. And he's just going to 
drive the dagger through the heart, right? He knows that. It's not like that's lost on him. He spent 12 years here. So he's got to become the villain. He's got to become the villain in a way that Detroit can't root for him. He, he can't come in here and have some people be like, oh, I don't know, I want to win, but I also like Man Stafford. I want him to win too. I'm so torn. So he's got to get rid of that second guessing in people's minds. So he's got to come out and say, I'm going to win. And in fact, he's got to act a little petty about it. Hey, what, I can't have a suite to Ford Field? There's no suites available? He's got to play the prima donna. He's got to kill the idea that, oh, there's any second guessing in my mind because Eminem begging me to lose, right? Because he knows it's going to kill Detroit. And by doing this, right, by going out there and being all about the Rams, all about another Super Bowl, he knows that he's going to get booed. Even if he was being nice about it, he'd get booed. You boo the other team. You try to get in their head. As fans that want our team to win, we're going to boo anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. If, if Colt McCoy ran out of that tunnel, we're going to boo him, right? If Mother Teresa ran out of the tunnel wearing a uh, quarterback jersey, we'd boo her. It, it, it doesn't matter, right? But he knows that he wants those boos because he wants Detroit to be on that side, right? It, it's a little good cop, bad cop here. He wants to be the bad cop. Putting his girls all in Rams jerseys. I, I get it, right? Kelly Stafford said, oh, we watch the Lions. We root for the Lions. But you know what? If it were me, I just have to try to paint the picture of the whole family unit of me being all about the Rams. And also, let me just say here, no one booed the Stafford girls. Everyone loves the Stafford girls. They're adorable. They're, half of them look like Kelly, half of them look like Matt. Yeah, they're adorable. No one boos the family. No one boos the family. Come on. They're booing Matt. And they're booing the rest of the team. That's just what we do. And so he's got to just cue it up as being all in the Rams. Part of that is just because for Detroit... You don't want to give any indication that you weren't playing your best. You want Detroit to think it's a good win if you if they win. And you don't want to give your current employer and your current team any like doubt about your commitment to them, right? You don't want LA to think, is Matt Stafford going to throw games because he feels for the other team because they pulled on his heartstrings? No, you want L everyone in LA to think, dude, he gave it all. He was a true brother. All right, so that this is all the before the game. You got to get all this going. You got to get it so that you are booed coming out of the tunnel. You have to get it so that Detroit can easily displace all the great things that you do for the city, all the great things that you have done for the city, and you're coming in as a villain, all right? So that's the pre-setup here. Now you get to the game. You get to Detroit. You get to Ford Field, and you have to play well. Dude, you have to play well. If if you come out and you look like a, a goofball, you're throwing a bunch of incompletes or something, everyone's going to be like, dude, that's not Matt Stafford, because we know he can throw darts, right? We know Matt Stafford windows. Remember the Matt Stafford, Matt Castle game? Matt Castle can throw through a window, but Matt Stafford can throw through an individual pane of the window. Totally. And we see that. He's just got an arm. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever have lived. I'm a big Matt Stafford fan, but he's got to play well, and he's got to play at maybe the highest level, because if he doesn't, then we're all going to know the fix is it, right? But what he should do is try to avoid all the little things that give you a little edge, right? One of the things I noticed is that when he got hit hard and taken down the turf, there could have easily been a roughing the passer play or unnecessary roughness because people said, oh, it looked like the eyes rolled back over his head. He may have been a little stunned on that play, for sure. Obviously, he has concussion protocol. But in the past, when Matt Stafford has gotten even, oh, even a mild penalty, the hand brushes across the face mask or something, he's calling for a flag, dude. He's calling for that flag. Where's the laundry? Throw the laundry. Nothing on that one. Now, I'm saying 
there could have been a couple seconds there where he was a little stunned. But as soon as he got up, he could have been like, what? Where's the flag? Where's the flag? Right? So he didn't do that. So I think part of that is all the little straws that you grasp at, hopefully that the accumulation of those gives you a little edge in the game. I think he was just saying, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. No, he went on into a fairly egregious hit, right? Because he doesn't want to take every little advantage. He doesn't want to catch the lines of the hard count. Even the timeouts that we forced him to take, when I saw him take the timeout, you don't think he could have gotten the ball off and just uh, managed the clock a little better? Those, those little things, like, how could we run a timeout? All right, there we go. So the one issue where I don't think he saw this coming, but I think it put him in a little bit of a dilemma, is hand goes into a, the helmet of the Lions and he injures his hand. Already his thumb's taped up, showing all I'm injured. He gets a cut, I think like on his knuckle or something like that. It's hardly the biggest injury. I know that they were all playing out, man, injured, could it be going out? But we've seen him play through worse, right? The dislocated shoulder and all that stuff. One of the toughest guys in the league. I always love that comment. But he goes out. Now you've got a dilemma, right? He's got a dilemma here where he can either use it as an ex excuse to go out of the game and say, hey, I'm injured, I can't play. But then a lot of people are going to be like, was it really that bad? Were you really hurt that bad? You couldn't go back in? Are you subconsciously rooting for the Lions and you don't want to go back in and throw the backup in there. So he actually doesn't really have a choice here because he's got to go back in and be like, listen, he's a tough guy. He's going to go back in and it's better for everyone. It's the right choice for both teams to keep up the charade because now what he can do is he can say the Rams look at it and be like, man, that's our guy going back in fighting for it. And the Lions can say, no, he really wants to win this game. He's coming back in and uh, he doesn't care about us. He's coming back in. And he still controls the game because if he goes out, there'll be some question about if he really needed to, and he can't control the outcome of the game. Wentz comes in, maybe he lights us up. So this way he can, can still control the outcome of the game. So he goes, he goes back in and he also now has this excuse where if he's not playing at his highest level, that's the hand, it's the injury, right? And that's not suspicious. I tried, man. I just couldn't convert some of those throws. I couldn't quite get the spin on the ball. And that's why it was wobblier off. So now it's an excuse. It's like a little bit of extra insurance that I can throw this game without it being obvious, right? Because the other thing is, wasn't he throwing darts everywhere? Dude, I mean, he was throwing some of the best balls I've ever seen in a game ever. And yet when they were in the red zone, they just couldn't convert. It was amazing that you know, if you had to tell me I'm the quarterback and I'm like, yeah, I can throw it anywhere. I can put it, I can put it in between the fingers of someone's glove that's uh, moving their hand around, but I can't do it in the red zone um, because maybe coming away with three points instead of seven would be a way to give them every chance. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's show everyone I'm a top tier quarterback that I'm playing. There's no question about my commitment to LA trying to win this game, but when it comes down to it, Let's get three points instead of seven. All right. So you look good. You look amazing. What comes down to it is scoring in the red zone. You don't do it. All right. Game's over. 24-23. We win. But the charade can't stop. You can't go into the post-game press conference and be like, here's what you can't do. You can't be like, yeah, we lost. No, you can't do that. You're going to be out of the league. You're going to be fined. You're going to get a lot lawsuits for throwing games or whatever. So you got to be upset you've got to be petty you've got to keep detroit rooting against you you've got to still be the villain so how could you do that you could thank 
your team and you could say that you feel happy for the lions but not the fans those fans right because you don't want anyone to question what happened in the game not ever you don't want to come in you don't even want to say yeah it's bittersweet i wanted to win but part of me maybe wanted the lines you don't want any of that unequivocation right you want to show that you were fully committed to winning that there was nothing else in your mind and so when they say like throwing shade at detroit does he love is he going to stop doing the charitable work in detroit you just want everyone to know that there was no doubt in your mind what you were trying to do right so you want to be upset you want to be petty about it you want to come out as the villain you want uh, your la fans to say yeah, they treated him bad, and that's our guy now. We got your back, right? You want to remove any chance of anyone saying that there was any subconscious motivation for not winning that game, okay? As an example of the other thing that you could do, it's like when Sean McVay was talking about, did you handle the Jared Goff separation appropriately? And he's like, no, I didn't. I feel bad about it. It wasn't great. It was part of my own weaknesses as a coach. I've learned a lot since. He's doing amazing. He, he, I couldn't unlock his talent. All those things. Now all of a sudden, Jared Goff, who's going to come in this game with a chip on his shoulder, and to me, it's a beautiful strategy because he's going to come in the, I want to show McVay what he gave up. But by McVay doing that, now he's planting some subconscious like motivation in Jared Goff's mind, right? Jared is like, yeah, I'm going to go, wait, oh, he said that about me that I'm actually really good? That's really nice. Now I don't want to really beat up on him too bad. He's a nice guy. I could see us being friends later. It's That's brilliant. Again, I'm talking about chess, not checkers here. Stafford is doing everything he should be doing. And McVeigh's doing everything. They're playing psychological warfare here, right? They're trying to take away that chip on the, the shoulder for golf. And, but anyway, so that's the other way of doing it, which I think is also transparent. And then not only just after the game, that's not good enough, right? So not after the game, you've done the post-conference. You go home, you kiss the wife, you say, Kelly, we did it. We did it. We didn't take away a, a run at the championship for Detroit. That's not going to be on my legacy. It's not going to be something that Detroit's going to hold over me forever. It's not going to be something that I'm going to be racked with guilt on. We did it. We did it in the quiet of your own home. No one around, no witnesses. But it can't stop there. You actually need to have a little bit of a tail to this just to put the bow on it, right? To say, no, I didn't throw the game and, I, and I'll prove it, right? You're going to complain afterwards. You're going to complain about the refs. You're going to complain about the booing. You're going to complain about the way you were treated, that you gave everything to the city and they didn't show you love. And You got to extend that out, right? It doesn't have to be as acute or as loud as it was during the game and stuff, but you got to put that ribbon on it so that anyone who has any of those lingering doubts are addressed, that no one's like, yeah, he did have a kind of a subconscious issue about going into Detroit. And if you do that, the before, the during, and the after game charade correctly, then no one will talk about someone maybe not playing their best, maybe trying and hoping, trying to win in some ways, for sure, but okay with losing. Because if I were at Stafford, I'd be like, you gave me a lot of money. I came out with one of the richest quarter contracts ever out of the draft, made a lot of money, did a lot for the city, tried to win. Had some good teams. We couldn't do it. It's not on Lance Stafford. We didn't have the coaching talent and the drafting and uh, management talent that we do now. We didn't have the ownership in place that we do now, right? Even though it's just a change of an individual. So I don't put that on Stafford. I think he played some amazing football here, right? But I can see him wanting to be the 
hero that we deserve, but not the hero that we need, right? He cannot come out of this getting any gratitude or appreciation from Lions fans. He has to come out of this being the villain and Jared Goff being the hero, right? That's the ultimate objective here for a person who really, truly loves Detroit in his heart, really, truly wants to see the Lions go to a, a championship game. He can't have any part of the ownership of that, that run. It's got to be all about, it's got to be all Jared's. It's got to be all about Detroit. It's got to be all about the pants. He's got to absolve himself, even though maybe it's painful, and even though you're doing it intentionally. So could Matt Stafford have thrown the playoff game, the wildcard game? Could he have purposely lost? I'm just saying that this is just a fun theoretical exercise. He didn't. We just outplayed him. Jared Goff's a better quarterback, better coaching, better personnel, whatever. But I'm just saying, if it were me and I were Matt Stafford, that's what I would have done. That's my thinking the before, during, and after game. So what are your thoughts? Did you see the game? Was it fun? A lot of people were saying it was the best wildcard game they've ever seen. I'll tell you what, it was pretty stressful for me. My butt took a bite out of the seat cushions many times. And I didn't actually think we won it even after we won. I wanted to see what the NFL officials would do when they convened after the game. We get a win notarized, certified, and then filed and etched in glass before I celebrate because I know that what they're going to do is they're going to do their post-game Lions robbery meeting. Is there any way we can undo this win for the Lions? Part of me is always just holding my breath and then finally exhaling when it's all signed, sealed, and delivered. But uh, that's it was my thought for today. So no matter what happened, thank you, Matt Stafford. Thank you for playing your best and having us outplay you. That's it. Peter Ron Panda, out. Mm-hmm.